This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, it's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to episode number 93 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. Welcome back to myself, actually. <laughs> We took about two weeks off. We needed to recharge and we're back today for another episode, man. I think, you know what woke me up? I think the upcoming NBA draft, the offseason, man, that woke me up. And of course, I came right on time for episode 93 this week, man. We have a lot to talk about today. Really, really, really. Over the last two weeks, a lot have happened. Not so much interesting things I really wanted to talk about. But now coming up with the NBA draft, we have so much to talk about. A lot of trades happen as well in this offseason. But before we get into all that, for those of you who tune in for the first time, thank you so much for showing that support. For those of you who've been there since day one, you already know what the deal is, man. So you're wondering, what are we talking about today? Well, the Phoenix Suns made a trade. The Oklahoma City Thunder made a trade. The uh, Milwaukee Bucks made trades. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans made trades in the offseason. This all has been going on while we were sleeping. So I will get into all that in this episode. I want to break down all the, the trades and how it impacts the teams that are involved. How is it moving forward for the upcoming NBA season? What we need to look forward to? And obviously, of course, we're going to talk about the NBA draft and the prospects in the NBA draft. And of course, the big name that we're all talking about is LaMelo Ball. Where is he going to go? The Ball family, we all know about his brother Lonzo Ball who plays for the Pelicans. So I'm going to talk about all this and we're going to break this down for this new episode 93, man. Seven away from episode 100. I'm glad to be back. I'm ready to talk about these sports, man. I'm so hyped. I hope you guys are as well. And before we start all that, remember, wear your mask, protect yourself and protect everybody. So with no further ado, let's just get right into it. With what are you talking about, bro? Huh? What are you talking about, man? Woo! What? <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? The NBA season doesn't really start until the NBA offseason because the drama is almost like reality show like. There's all of a sudden things are just fine during the regular season. And then all of a sudden in the off season, when dudes start to hang out with their family members, with their friends, they start to drink a lot more. They try to, you know, hang out and be normal people once again. All of a sudden we start to hate crazy stuff. And in two days, I'll say a day and a half, not even two. In one and a half days, we've been hearing so many rumors. It all started when Chris Paul was on the rumor block and he was supposed to be going to the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, this is the news I have for you and this is what I want to talk about to start with. So... If you have not, this is a statement, if you're here for the first time, if you've never heard it before, those of you who listen and been listening to the podcast, you know, my statement is if you've been living under a rock for the past couple of days, <laughs> I have news for you. Chris Paul is not going to the Los Angeles Lakers. You know where Chris Paul ended up? Chris Paul ended up with the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul was averaging 17.6 points a game, 6.7 assists, shooting 49% from the field, 37% from three, 91% from the free throw line. He had a 61% through shooting percentage. He was an all-star, he was an all-NBA, and he led the NBA in scoring in clutch time. So for those of you who don't know, clutch time, clutch time within the metrics is five minutes or less, and the score is five points or less. That's what clutch time is. And Chris Paul was the best scoring 
player in the NBA in the clutch. So that's what the Phoenix Suns got. But it's quite interesting that the Phoenix Suns gave up all that they gave up for Chris Paul. But then at the caliber of Chris Paul's play and at the stage of this career, the Phoenix Suns really needed Chris Paul. And I'll tell you why. Because they have an upcoming star who's about to be a superstar in Devin Booker. This man can score with the best of them. They have DeAndre Ayton who can potentially end up being a top 10 center in the NBA. Then we have Michael Bridges and then we have Cam Johnson as well. It's a pretty much, it's a pretty young team. And just like Chris Paul did with OKC, it's almost like it was a transition to another job. The exact same job, but a different company. And this company happens to be the Phoenix Suns. So right now, the Suns starting five is Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and DeAndre Ayton. On paper, that starting five looks like a team that could win 35 to 45 games. But the caveat, man, they're in the Western Conference. And the Western Conference is pretty stacked. But overall, I believe that move was really well done for uh, both teams. Because in the end, the Oklahoma City Thunder got what they wanted. And I think Chris Paul really got what he wanted. He wanted to be in a leadership position. He wanted to help a potential superstar grow and become the player everybody expects him to be and that player we're talking about Devin Booker and I think that's going to suit him very well so as we transition over in this day and a half that happened before I go into the next draft oh well not draft the next trade that happened this is something I need to bring forth talking about Chris Paul and the Oklahoma City Thunder and more so Chris Paul and Sam Presti Chris Paul got what he wanted but Sam Presti he flipped Russell Westbrook into this, okay? I mentioned Chris Paul's statistics. That was an all-star caliber statistic that uh, Chris Paul performed during this entire regular season. He flipped Russell Westbrook into one year of Chris Paul being an all-star. Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen Lakey, if I pronounce his name correctly, three first-round picks and two pick swaps. That's what Sam Presti did um, with Chris Paul and um, with Russell Westbrook, excuse me. And we're going to talk uh, about David Griffin as well, who happens to be the general manager of the New Orleans Pelicans, because he also, man, he ridiculously, oh, man, like I can't even explain or have the words as to what David Griffin did for that New Orleans Pelicans organization. It's I'm going to get into that eventually, but. That's what I wanted to mention. That Sam Presti flipped Russell Westbrook into an amazing package for the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, organization. So if you look at the Western Conference as a whole right now, the way it stands as of this recording, this is what it looks like. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and a potential second pick in the draft that could potentially turn it into a trade into an eventually all-star big man for the team we don't know until the draft on november 18th so this golden state team is going to be a, a, a big deal again so we move on to the los angeles clippers they have Kawhi leonard and paul george still the nuggets have jokic and murray then we are talk we already talked about the phoenix Suns. they have uh booker cp3 and deandre ayton then dallas has luca and Porzing luca and Porzingis. Then the Jazz have Spider, Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert. Then you have the Blazers have Damian Little and CJ. Minnesota has Cat and D'Lo. Then the Pelicans have Zion and Ingram. Then, of course, you can't even count out the San Antonio Spurs. 
obviously I didn't mention Houston Rockets because they might trade away Russell Westbrook and James Harden it's something I will get into eventually as well so the, the Western Conference is pretty stacked so all these trades that are being made right now we're gonna obviously a great amazing Western Conference regular season once again so like that <laughs> that's pretty much happened in one day and of course I want to transition uh, into the the next pick that happened overnight right before I went to bed on Monday night November 16th it involved the Milwaukee Bucks and the New Orleans Pelicans and I'll tell you why to me this was the biggest trade in so many senses but also the one that didn't make any sense to me in this equation I'll explain to you why this is the trade on paper it was Drew Holiday went to the Milwaukee Bucks and the New Orleans Pelicans received three first round picks two swap picks Eric Bledsoe and George Hill that's who the New Orleans Pelicans got back for Drew Holiday Drew Holiday averaged 19.1 points a game 6.7 assists just like Chris Paul he shot 46% from the field 35 from three-point range and I believe 71% from uh, the free throw line so just imagine that so at this point in his career you would think okay why would the New Orleans Pelicans give up Drew Holiday and the, I mean the Bucks would give up all that three first round pick two swap picks Eric Bledsoe and George Hill to get Drew Holiday that's because when I said the trade didn't make no sense it was because of this reason for us it didn't make no sense but for the organization it made a lot of sense because if you want to keep arguably the best player in the NBA last season and Giannis Antetokounmpo the two-time back-to-back MVP defensive player of the year if you want to keep him and sign a supermax you try to do everything possible for you to get there for him to stay and I think that's what they did by bringing over Drew Holiday Drew Holiday is a big upgrade from from if you ask me over Eric Bledsoe and George Hill George Hill is a good reliable backup but of course if they wanted somebody to of Drew Holiday's caliber somebody who can control the game at the end of games who can shoot jumpers who can get his own shot at the end aside from uh, Chris Middleton himself and uh, Giannis that was the best move for the Bucks to make in order to keep Giannis where he's at so as of that trade this is the part to me that didn't make no sense at all aside from them keeping Giannis why the hell would you give up three first round picks for a 31 year old point guard yes is he still in his prime yes but he's still 31 years of age like what why would we want to make a trade for that type of player and give up so many draft picks and if you look at it let me read you off let me read you off and this is where i'm going to talk about david griffin and how great of a job he's been doing david griffin flipped anthony davis and drew holiday into this six first round picks brandon ingram lonzo ball josh hart eric bledsoe george hill and two swap picks that's who david griffin got back for his two all-star players that's who he got back so that's absolutely ridiculous and i must commend david griffin for the type of job he's doing man i'm sorry new york Knicks fans I'm sure you wish you had that type of GM for your team so you can be where you at. I'm sorry. I just had to take a shot at the Knicks. But my point being is when you have a good GM, when you have somebody that understands the game, somebody that understands the GM role and knows what your organization needs to make the type of moves that David Griffin has made and what Sam Presti had made for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So as of right now, this is what the Milwaukee Bucks lineup look like. Drew Holiday, Bogdan, Bogdanovich, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. 
And that Bogdan Bogdanovich pickup from the Sacramento Kings was also a delicious move for the Milwaukee Bucks because now they reinforce themselves. They got some guys who can get their own shot. They can score. And Giannis is not stuck on these one-on-four one fast breaks where he's in the playoffs where he's just not effective when it's a half-court game. Now he's going to have a lot more options. And I believe that these moves are eventually going to have Giannis think a little less about signing his contract and i think he's eventually going to sign that super max contract so after this commercial break i'll get into what it is that's going to impact with all these trades how the nba is going to go down and how this trades are going to affect the nba draft coming up Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, you have a message you want to share to the world, or you think it would be fun to have your own sports show like I do for the Statman Sports Podcast, podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and is a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your own podcast. And since I have my podcast on Buzzsprout, it's one of the easiest decisions i've ever had to make your show can be online it can be listed in all the major podcast directories like apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording so podcasting isn't that hard when you have the right partners and the team with buzzsprout is passionate at helping you succeed so i would encourage you to join the thousands of podcasters that are already online with buzzsprout and try to get your message out there let's create something great together welcome back if you're still with us uh we broke down obviously the trades that you know general information everybody knew about and of course i wanted to talk about what those trades mean for each of those teams which we will do in this segment but one something i wanted to point out which i haven't done is the fact that the milwaukee bucks trading for drew holiday means a big deal going into this nba draft and i'll tell you why because drew holiday is one of those point guards he can play either the shooting guard or the point guard position really well and by acquiring drew holiday the milwaukee bucks became even more efficient than they already were they broke the nba record for efficiency last year they were the best defensive team one of the top 10 defensive teams ever statistically and now they added another player who can actually defend the shooting guard and the point guard position and can also get his own when it matters most so why i bring this up because now the milwaukee bucks have three of the top 10 players who were in the real plus minus last season Giannis was a plus 10.8 chris middleton was a plus four and now drew holiday was a plus four as well so again in plain english that just means these guys are absolutely efficient when it matters most so i think that's going to bode well for them moving forward into next season then again the last two seasons i said the same thing about the milwaukee bucks and i've been completely wrong so let's just hope that this works in the favor of uh, the milwaukee bucks drew holiday uh trade but what i want to get into into the segment is the fact that um all these trades that happen they're going to have big impacts on the teams that made those trades and also the conferences they happen in but also most importantly the nba draft at the beginning of the podcast, in the introduction, we talked about LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball is the biggest name because obviously we heard, we know him from being on the uh, the, the Ball um, ball in the Family uh, show on Facebook. Matter of fact, if you haven't watched that show, I think you should watch it. It'll give you a good insight into the life of the, uh, the Balls. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, on my downtime, when I don't have anything else to watch, I watch that show. So I would recommend watching it on, uh, on Facebook. It's a pretty good show. But uh, LaMelo Ball is the biggest name in the draft. I mean, he's not, arguably, he's not the best player. I mean, 
you can make an argument that he can be but he's not really the most complete player he's the most exciting player he has the most buzz coming with him everybody knows who he is but talent wise from a basketball talent perspective he's a top three pick there's arguments that he can go number one um this james wiseman that everybody's talking about that should be going number one um so let's let's figure out what's gonna happen uh this nba draft and i and i'll and i'll get into these perspectives and why i believe that the things i'm about to mention are very important in regards to the trades that were also made as to how this nba draft is uh is gonna go so i want to give you a quick history about the nba draft this is the first nba draft that will actually happen virtually from the espn campus this is the first time we're going to see this on espn espn 2 and on every espn app why i say it like that because i'm an affiliate of espn so i'm very proud of that so anyway you will be able to see all this uh occurring in the nba draft then i want to talk about number seven the number seven seven players have played in the nba g league before being drafted by nba team the latest one was the 39 pick in the 2019 NBA draft by the Golden State Warriors. Then the number 10, a college freshman has been selected with the first overall pick in each of the last 10 drafts. The last non-freshman to be first overall pick was Oklahoma City Thunder sophomore Blake Griffin in 2009. And not Oklahoma City Thunder, from Oklahoma University is what I mean. It was Blake Griffin in 2009. Now, why is that practically important? Because freshmen, they can either be bust, they can be redshirted, or they can also be great for your team. Prime example, Zion Williamson went number one and he did not leave anything to desire. He was everything as advertised. Just like it was in Duke, he's just as exciting in the NBA. And why is this, and why is this exciting and why does this matter and why I find it interesting as to why this draft is going to be important for the top three teams are going to pick okay the golden state warriors the minnesota timberwolves those two teams they're going to have decisions to make i mentioned the golden state warriors we have clay thompson steph curry and draymond green why do they really need the second draft pick the only reason why they got the second draft pick just to give you perspective steph curry was injured three quarters of the season clay thompson practically didn't play at all at all and Draymond green got injured at some point and he only ended up playing with a bunch of bench players hence why the golden state warriors with as much talent that they have they end up getting the second draft pick now this is what i find again and i say it again this is what i find interesting because we don't know what golden state is really going to do with their second draft pick but i'll tell you what for playing basketball and watching basketball for a long time and seeing how this league has evolved something went up this season transition points scoring in the paint went up a lot and that went up a lot because of a lot of transition points there are not so many dominant big men like Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, Karl Malone, Charles Barkley those players don't practically don't exist anymore in this current NBA and there are two big men that are coming out in the draft right now that the Golden State Warriors are practically looking at to go in this draft now i think the golden state warriors to trade that number two pick to get themselves a big man all-star you know why because the golden state warriors team this golden state this iteration of this golden state warriors team they have the formula to win in this nba this current nba we saw it with the los angeles lakers again circumstances dictated a lot of how things went on did i think the lakers were going to win the championship no did they prove me wrong? Absolutely, yes. Am I still a Laker fan? Of course. But I have to look at things neutrally as well and predict them as they go. 
the way the Lakers were built, they were not equipped to win the championship. But obviously, like I said, they were, I was proven wrong. But check this out, though. They had the formula that will forever work in any era that you play basketball. They had a big man that was averaging 25 and 10. They had a guard slash small forward who was also averaging 25 and 10. When the Los Angeles Lakers won the three championships in a row in the early 2000s, they had the formula. They had a great Hall of Fame guard. They had a great all-time big man, the most dominant big man of all time. And the other pieces didn't necessarily matter as much. Did they fit in the system? Yes, but they weren't big names. The third best player on the Lakers in the early 2000s was Derek Fisher. Think about that. Kobe and Shaq won with Derek Fisher being as the third player. LeBron James and Anthony Davis won, but who being their best third player? Who? Dwight Howard? KCP? This is who the Lakers won. And even in this era, in this three-point shooting era, having a dominant big man changes the game. And I think the Golden State Warriors need to flip that number two pick with whomever, even with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Give them that pick. If they can swap Cat over to come over to the Golden State Warriors, I think the Golden State Warriors would be a prime team to end up winning the NBA championship. Yeah, I said it. If they make a big man trade, I think the Golden State Warriors will probably end up winning a championship in the next two years. They still have the best shooter of all time. They still have the second best shooter of all time. They still have Graymon Green, who is a, who's not the defensive player he used to be, but he can still defend. He can still move around the court. And... They're still the Splash Brothers. They can shoot in a shooting NBA. And you have a big man who can dominate down low, grab rebounds, and get your shooters open. Why wouldn't you want to take that formula? So I think that's is what Golden State need to do. But coming to the draft as of this recording, November 17th, the draft is going to be November 18th on a Wednesday, the next day. And I believe I'm intrigued to see what Golden State is going to do with those picks. Look, man, Steph Curry has... Had a career year, shooting about 41% from the three-point line. Klay Thompson, the same. Those guys can still shoot, man. They're averaging about 24-25 for their career. So they can still put the ball in the basket whenever. And they're going to be a threat for years to come as long as they stay healthy. So I think that's the move that needs to be made. Now, LaMelo Ball. Does he need to go to the Golden State Warriors? Because they have him projecting going right now to the Golden State Warriors. And I don't think the Warriors should, should actually make that pick and take LaMelo Ball. From what I've been reading, from what I've been hearing, LaMelo Ball could end up going to the Charlotte Hornets, which would be the best move in my estimation basketball-wise because then LaMelo Ball will get the keys to the franchise and he can drive them home. That's what you want from one of your top three picks. You don't want LaMelo Ball to actually go to the Golden State Warriors and have to play behind Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. Those guys are already established. Those guys know how to work together. And bringing LaMelo Ball, another ball-dominant player, a player who's, if you think about it, he's really about himself. I mean, look at, look at, look at LaVar Ball. He can say all he wants about, it's all about my boys, but it's always about him, man. It's centered around him. And some of LaMelo got that tendencies as well. So I don't necessarily think that would really work well uh, with the Golden State Warriors. So I think him going to the Charlotte Hornets would be the best move for him and also for the franchise. They're going to get exciting. There's no more Campbell Walker. There's Michael Jordan there. So I also want to see the dynamic between Michael Jordan and, uh, Lon and um, not Lonzo, with uh, uh, Big Baller. 
know, with LeVar. Because you remember when LeVar was talking crazy the other time, talking about, oh, yeah, if him and Michael Jordan play one-on-one, he'll destroy him. Yeah, so I would want to see that dynamic as well. So that excitement there would be amazing. And I think that would be something to look forward to, man. I'm I'm just excited about his NBA draft. And it's not it's not the full-fledged Lotus Star draft, like the 96 draft or the 2003 draft. But there's many prospects there that can... Um, that can make this thing going man and as of recording this <laughs> i have my twitter feed open and i saw that the atlanta hawks are in play to acquiring gordon hayward so that's another move if if boston makes that move then their position in the draft is going to change because then their focus is going to change to make moves to get a person who can fill in gordon hayward's spot and use draft picks in order for them to get the team they need to get because a lot of us projected boston to make the nbf conference finals at least and um they they didn't necessarily perform the way we would expect them so them trying to make moves now will be the thing to be but like i said man man i'm just excited for this nba draft i can't wait to see how the ball is going to roll come uh november 18th and i'm just excited for it man ah we've come to the end of another episode that was episode number 93 of the stat man sports podcast we are seven episodes away from episode 100 man it's a big milestone i honestly really didn't think i would get here but we are seven episodes away we are climbing up that mountain and i want to share that with you guys as well thank you so much for going along with the journey i hope in this episode we broke down everything about the nba draft and what we want you to look forward to what i want you to look forward to of course there are going to be more trades happening in the off season nba season is about to start december 22nd i remind you the nfl is still going on we haven't even spoken about the nfl but we have something planned for that as well in the upcoming episodes so the nfl is going on the olympic is coming up as well uh, we're going to talk about that later on as well and um uefa nations league the la liga the epl they obviously are going to let fans back in for the epl season so that's great news as well so we're slowly transitioning back into that normal life and of course we are back on the podcast after two weeks so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode for those of you who already have not hit that subscribe button please go ahead and do that just hit that subscribe button we greatly appreciate it and you'll obviously get updated on our website as well on statmanpodcast.com man i cannot wait to continue sharing this journey and sharing my insight with you guys but for right now Statman, signing out, baby. Thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast. See you next time.